Season 1, Episode 3, The Scarecrow's Corpse, Part 2. It had been 20 years since the murder of Simon Willikins and George Jack. Ryan Jack was a much older man now. His parents, long dead, raised a farm on his own. He never dared to go in the fields, though. At least, nowhere near the scarecrow. The stench was unbearable, and while he no longer felt guilty, as there was nothing he could do about it, he couldn't bear the smell. The flesh decayed and liquefied inside of the scarecrow. Only maggots and bugs able to reach it. Winter had started to roll in, and the field was bare. He looked in the distance, nothing but the scarecrow in the field. He spat at his feet and shook his head. He cursed under his breath. The nightmares had been long gone, but he still could barely stand to look at it. Disgusting. The wind picked up and he could smell the stench faintly. He covered his nose and immediately walked back into the house. That night he made himself some whiskey. He was far enough out where illegal moonshining and whatnot wasn't really a factor. Something caught movement out of the corner of his eye and he looked up. Right into the fields through his window. Could have sworn that the scarecrow was in a different position. And now that he thought about it, he could make out more details than he usually could. It's almost as if it was moved closer to the house. Of course, that would be ridiculous. He was no superstitious man, nor a God-fearing man. He sat back down at the kitchen table and continued to drink his pain away. Not long later, in a drunken stupor, he stumbled to his room and laid himself down on the bed, breathing heavily, the stench of alcohol heavy in his breath. Let me in. He shot up out of bed, looked to his left, looked to his right, walked over to his curtains, and looked outside. Scarecrow, exactly where he saw it last time. Let me in. He spun around. Something was wrong. This wasn't no alcohol-induced fever dream. Something was very, very wrong. Let me in, the voice echoed. He figured there was nothing he could do about it, so he ignored it. He walked over to his bed past his window. Just before he crawled in, he stopped. He took three steps back, directly next to the window. He slowly turned his head and looked out into the field. The empty field. No grain, no corn. But most importantly, no scarecrow. Let me in. He 
spun around. Suddenly those words held so much more weight, so much more danger. Superstitious or not, something was very wrong and someone had moved the scarecrow. He could hear footsteps. He ran over to his bed and reached under his pillow and pulled out a forty-four Magnum, a gun he purchased one night after a bunch of hooligans broke into his house thinking it was abandoned. The footsteps were getting louder, closer to his door. He cocked the hammer on his forty-four Magnum and pointed it straight at it. His finger rested on the trigger, but he hesitated, took two steps towards the door, and whispered, Who? Who's there? Ryan Jack. Ryan Jack. You shoved the boy off and stabbed the other in the back. <sighs> Ryan was now hyperventilating. This, this couldn't be right. His hand shook violently. He couldn't even aim straight. You looked at your mother and father. Then you went and lied. You had them make a search party for a boy you knew had died. The voice was dry and cold, like its vocal cords are made out of sand. <sighs> Ryan. Ryan. You strung me up in the fields. Inside. Side of the scarecrow. And with that, he clenched the trigger tightly, multiple times, shooting holes into the door willy-nilly. But his hand shook so violently, he shot the door handle clean off. It fell to the floor with a clatter that stopped him cold. He waited there for a good while, and then the door slowly swung open and then he saw it the scarecrow with long gangly wooden hands boots lazily shoved into its thin branch legs its tattered burlap sack on its head and plaid shirt worn down by bugs the liquefied remains of simon willikins fell onto the floor and piled together in a foul ooze. Ryan looked in horror. Let me in. He raised the forty-four Magnum, placing the barrel against his temple. Closed his eyes and squeezed the trigger, only to be met with a hollow click. All six shots spent, he dropped it to the floor with a thud and looked up at the scarecrow, not one foot in front of him. In that moment, he blacked out, falling to the ground with a thud. His last memory was waking up, strung up in the fields. He could feel wood pressed against his hands and legs, hay inside of his shirt, a burlap sack over his head, and strangely enough, he saw a man with a rather fancy cane, a cloak draped over his head, and a hat, a pilgrim's hat, placed atop of his cloaked head. And then, then the world became black.